evening, patriots and other interested parties. Today is Friday, February 19th, 2021. I had prepared a podcast for this evening and decided to scrap it because I wanted to speak from the heart and cover where I think a lot of people are right now. First, I want to extend my prayers and thoughts to the people in Texas that are suffering right now under extreme weather conditions. Many people have lost their lives. Many more are displaced. And even though it looks like things aren't going to get better, at least for the weather, they are. I believe in signs. I believe in warnings and harbingers and omens. And I do believe that this is one of those. Our republic is in dire straits right now. And as I've said before, barring some miracle of biblical proportions, I don't believe that things are going to get any better before they get a lot worse. I know a lot of you believe that I'm just negative, harping on the bad, not looking at the good. And unfortunately, the only good thing I can find right now is that God is in control. God is in charge. His will is being played out. A lot of what we don't understand, we ascribe to superstition. What have we done? Could we have done better? What can we do? That's a dangerous road to go down. In the end, these are the times that we have been told are coming, and we've been warned about for a long time. They're here. These are the end times. Where we are in the calendar remains to be seen as it plays out. The point of prophecy is to prove the word of God was right. There's little that we can do other than pray, stand firm, and when confronted, not back down from our beliefs. It is important that every single one of us remember where we came from and where we are going. Because there is no man that we must fear. There is no thing that we must fear. We must fear only God, and that fear is faith and trust and belief. I myself am not afraid to die. I know where I'm going. Now the manner of it, I suppose that's something that we all have to face, some sooner than later. The efforts of the global elite, for us the radical left communists that have seized power over this republic, are being driven like a hammer. They know they have little time, and they have a short window of opportunity. The longer people sit back and wait and do nothing, the harder it will be to stand up. Of course, I never advocate violence. and never, ever advocate insurrection. However, when the time comes, and it is coming, you have to make a decision between defending yourself and your loved ones, your home, and the Republic, not denying your faith in Christ, and standing firm. That moment will be the determining factor in what happens to you now and for eternity. The only cowardice that is irreversible and unredeemable is to deny Christ at the moment of death. Everything else can be worked out with sincere prayer and God's forgiveness. What we have to remember is that it's very difficult to know who to trust. Satan's minions come disguised as people of light and will do whatever they can to get inside of your head and your heart to turn you against what you know is true. We cannot lose hope. We cannot lose faith. We know that we're all waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for President Trump to stand up and reclaim what was his and what was taken. And that may happen. I pray it happens. However, it's always good to pray for the best and prepare for the worst. And I believe that that is where we are right now. Sadly, there are many in Texas that did not prepare for the worst. And who could blame them? Living in a state the balmy environment. It's hard to imagine that it could ever get so cold that you could freeze to death in your recliner, or that pipes would burst, or that roads would become ice. However, I earnestly pray that what has happened in Texas is an example to the rest of us. We need to examine where we are in our preparations for the unknown, and shore up where we are lacking. As time goes by and the economy worsens, the streets become more unsafe, people will become nomadic, they will be forced to leave their homes, they will be forced to the road find safer 
places to go, safer people to go with or to. Chairman Biden and his henchmen have decided that it is in the best interest of their plan to unleash upon us tens of thousands at first, and then hundreds of thousands, and then millions of displaced people from south of the border. Mixed in with these displaced families are a great many members of violent gangs and infiltrators whose job it is to find their way into our cities and our urban areas, even our suburbs, and wreak havoc. And they will be allowed to do so. Any effort against them will be looked at as white supremacy, as racism. The powers that be will come down upon us for defending ourselves, for standing up for ourselves, for doing what is right, for defending the weak. Even now, preparations are underway to provide the perfect opportunity for China to retaliate to an imagined slight, for Iran to exact revenge upon their imagined sufferings at our hands. Meanwhile, many around the world are rising up against draconian crackdowns, forced lockdowns, masking, social distancing, vaccinations, all of the tools of oppression and tyranny. We have precious few freedoms left in this country, and our freedoms are being removed little by little, day by day. We had freedom of speech. Now we do not. We had freedom of assembly. Now we do not. We had freedom of the press. Now we do not. We had freedom against unlawful search and seizure. Now we do not. The abrogations of these freedoms is being exercised judiciously, little bit at a time, targeting people that have been designated enemies of the state people of Northern European cultural heritage, Hispanics, and other people of color that are patriots that have thrown in their lot with the public and the future of it. And just as in the Soviet Union, people thought that the crackdown that happened in the 20s and 30s was against the Jews of the Soviet Union, and many of them did suffer. However, the crackdown there was against Jews and Protestants, Buddhists, and others that practiced faith. For if you look at the leadership of the Soviet Union, the leadership was comprised of Jews and white Anglo-Saxon Protestants and Asians and Africans and Middle Easterners. These were people that had abandoned the faith of their fathers. So the crackdowns that have begun will be perpetrated by white people against Christians, by African Americans against Christians, by Asians against Buddhists, by people of Middle Eastern descent against devout non-fundamentalist Muslims. It has begun with white Catholics and white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. As the crackdown extends more harshly upon us and people do nothing to step in, it will become accepted. We are the enemy. We have been designated so. We were responsible for the insurrection at the Capitol. We are not taking the vaccine, so we are responsible for the spread of COVID. We are not wearing masks because we consider that to be an abrogation of our rights. We live in states where lockdowns are not enforced. We insist on going to church. We insist on homeschooling our children. We insist on calling out evil for what it is. All of these will be designated actions of domestic terrorism. And so when they come after us, the state will say that what they're doing is they're coming after domestic terrorists, enemies of the state. People that lean leftward will believe it. Even the people that have a modicum of common sense and know something is wrong with that narrative, will not say anything and will allow it to happen. As the crackdown picks up steam, we'll begin going after African Americans and other people of color and designating them as domestic terrorists because of their faith, their lack of compliance, and their insistence on gathering unsafely in houses and places of worship. And no one will do anything about it, because by then, the woke, the soy boys, trans, 
the not-so-radical leftists will know what is happening. And that if they stand up and say anything about it, they will be thrown in with the rest of us. Now, this isn't prophecy. I'm not looking into a crystal ball. What I'm doing is I'm looking at history and how a radical communist regime acts when it seizes power in every single case. This is not so subtle. People around the world can see it happening and they're aghast at our lack of action. In Hong Kong, people are protesting for freedom and they're holding up the stars and stripes as examples of what freedom is. In Portland, radical leftists are protesting for communism and they're waving the red banner with the hammer and sickle. Most of them are just too stupid to know what it is that they're doing. The people leading them know what they're doing. They're acolytes of Saul Alinsky. They worship at the foot of Mao and Stalin. They were taught the Communist Manifesto in college. And still others, like Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, Comrade Harris, know that this is a fight for the remaining resources and wealth of our nation. And they want to gather unto themselves as much of it as they possibly can. And when the dust settles, they know they will be living in the home on the hill, surrounded by an army, deep in the comforts of home. No lack of food or resources. While the rest of us languish in repurposed military bases, on the streets, in hovels, in single-family homes that have been decided by the state to be too much room, and then multiple families will be forced to live there. In, in this scenario that I've outlaid, this is the best outcome. The other more likely outcome is that there will be an insurrection. Members of the military will not fire on fellow Americans. Patriots will no longer sit back and be abused. They will defend themselves. And when that happens, the remaining military will step in. There will be skirmishes all over the land. The communist dictatorship will call in the United Nations peacekeeping forces. And the United States will be divided. And we will live under the iron boot of communism. Russia and Eastern Europe lived under that for 70 years. It's been 70 years and counting in China. 60 years and counting in Cuba. And so on. The best thing we can do is pray that the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ happens long before we have to have multiple generations grow up under the yoke of tyranny. So what do we do in the meantime? What we do is we pray, we read our Bibles, we gather unto ourselves those we love and tell them that we love them and care about them. We prepare the best we can. There is nowhere to go. There are no other countries to which to escape. I suppose we could all go to Florida. Governor DeSantis is a wonderful man. He would take people in. But once he starts taking in patriotic refugees from Illinois, New York, California, it will open a flood and millions will go. Texas doesn't look like such a good option right now. There are other red states. The resources are growing thin. Eventually, people will have to travel with what they can carry. The cognitive dissonance is such that it is difficult for people to imagine that what I'm saying could actually happen. But I assure you, it does. And at the risk of repeating myself, all you have to do is look at the recent history of Venezuela to see what will happen. All you have to do is look at the history of the other countries in the world that have succumbed to communism and see what will happen. My point is to get the word out, to wake people up to the possibilities that seem to be more certain every day and get you to accept the fact that all is not going to remain as it is. In a few weeks, we're coming up on the anniversary of the COVID lockdown. I was going over what life was like last January and February, and how radically different it is now. Friends, it's important that you do the best you can to prepare for tomorrow and pray. In closing, I would like to extend my gratitude to those of you that have said that you're praying for me. Right now, I know that I'm not a threat. My words are not reaching many people. However, I do know that as time goes by and voices are silenced, 
and access to the means of communication is restricted. I have made a commitment to do everything I can within my power to continue these words, to continue using any means available to get the message out. We are in dire straits. There is no magical thinking that is going to miracle us out of it. God alone is the arbiter of what will happen. Jesus alone is the path to salvation. Community is the only way that we can ensure our survival. These are the truths of the days in which we live, just as they were hundreds of years ago when our ancestors were embarking upon a new world heretofore unexplored. Remember, friends, these are uncharted waters. The dark winter that Chairman Biden promised us is upon us. However, how we face the inevitable determines what will happen. I promise you that in days to come, there will be those who will rise up and that we can look to as champions and heroes. And they will come from the ranks of us, people that work with their hands, people that build things, people that have families and pay bills. In my lifetime, Donald Trump is the only man from his class of economic achievement that has made it his life's work to be a champion for the normal American patriot. Many of us are considered average Americans. And I would say that if you're listening to this, if you're following me on Gab, you're not average, you're above average. You're thinking, you're feeling, you're planning, you're preparing, you're praying and you are keeping your family and loved ones close in your embrace just as Jesus keeps us in his. Sunday, we're going to talk about the oppression of Christians in this country and how it's progressed and what the plans are of the new regime in the near term. One thing I can promise you is that house churches will become the norm. We need to get back to a New Testament Christianity where people met in their homes, in small groups, prayed for each other, ate together, supported each other, helped each other. And then when those small home groups got too big, one member was chosen to begin a new group in their home, and so on. And this is a network of believers. May God bless you and your families and your loved ones. And may God bless the Republic of the United States of America.